Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Kelligeri. The gang's all here. Francis Beck, Tom Prince from WNY Athletics, Roger Weiss in studio, Derek Kramer producing. Let me see, is the rain still coming down, guys? It is. Yeah, it is. That's going to put a damper on any uh, afternoon games that might be scheduled today. Just when you thought you were clear of makeups and... It was a good run. Yeah, it it, it 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 has been a it nice was stretch a, here to get makeups in. I'll was, tell you that at least. It was a good run, fellas. Yeah, we, we had, did. We had what four days of good weather? Something like that. Yeah, it might be in the record books. Uh, so uh, yeah, if you had plans this afternoon, it's not looking good. Um, is it going to be here all afternoon? I don't think so. Well, no. The only reason I'm asking is the uh, 18 and under uh, Aunt Rosie's oh, tournament right. is going on right down the street and. Uh, you know, they played 40 games yesterday. they got to play 40 more today. Pool play over six or seven diamonds, uh, depending on how long it rains. And right now it's coming down fairly. They're not playing right now at the moment, I can guarantee you, just looking out the window. But uh, they may have to, instead of each team playing five games in pool, they might have to reduce down to four. Because all 32 teams qualify for the right tomorrow's uh, playoffs. You know, top seed... In two days, we'll play the 32nd seed, second place, 31, and so on. It's basically a five-round final. Well, as you have on most weekends, there's a lot of tournaments, a lot of travel teams have tournaments, softball and baseball. You know, we all like to get those games in. So hopefully it does dry up later on and they are able to play. Uh, Hopefully you guys had a great 4th of July. Raj, I disappointed you, though. Why would you do? Well... I, um, you only had 13 hot dogs? No, I, f- I, I fell short of Joey Chestnut's uh, 71 that he did at uh, the Nathan's. What did you do, drop out at 63? No, I only had three. Sorry. I oh, gave he, only, it a, he I, only beat you by 68? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to be uh, close. You know, it was nip and tuck there for a while, but, you know, he kind of pulled away in uh, a 68 more than I did. I actually watched it. For some reason, Nick wanted to watch it. It's okay, we'll watch it. It was disgusting. It really is. And and he was three away from the world record of 74. Yeah. Which is his record, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even well, the women hey. eating, what, 31? I'm like, come on. How do you guys do he this? He owns a couple world records, too. It's not just yeah, a hot Anthony, dog one. I mean, can, you eat one hot, can you eat one hot dog in eight and a half seconds? No. Not one in eight and a half seconds? I don't think so. I oh. can't chew that fast. Can probably well, he, uh, he, he averages eight and a half seconds for hot dog for... Seventy-one hot dogs. And the other so thing is, I, I can't dip the bun in water. I mean, oh, that is that's about gross. as gross that's as gross. you can get. You know, I'll stick to dunking. 
you know, chocolate chip cookies and milk, that's about as close as I'm going to come to that. I mean, if it was a slice of Wonder Bread, maybe. No. But, uh, no. Even as, that doesn't sound too tempting. And I'm not a big uh, beef hot dog fan. I, I prefer uh, pork hot dogs. So, oh, well. We gave I, it an effort. I had, you know, like I said, I, I had three. my usual July 4th traditional. Went to Denny's for breakfast. Diana and her girlfriend went down to watch the boats. Uh, then, as I usually do on July 4th, I watched the Capitol 4th. I watched the Macy's fireworks. And then I, on the VCR, I taped and then watched Yankee Doodle Dandy. Very good. That's tradition for me on July 4th. I sat in my yard, and I swear to God, the people in my neighborhood had more fireworks than, than any display oh, around. Oh, my God. I thought it was in a war zone. It was amazing, the amount of... Uh, I thought that stuff's illegal. <laughs> No, it's not. They're selling them in every street yeah. corner yeah, now. Yeah, not fireworks, right? not anything that explodes. Not explode, but I mean, it's... I'm, yeah, you think yeah, that pop up pop in the air and do color. Yeah. yeah, they have that. But I'm talking fireworks. Uh, I don't think I heard any M80s, but a lot of firecrackers, uh, bottle rockets. It's like every second, you could hear the whistling of a bottle rocket. It wasn't rocket. too bad in our neighborhood, at least not as bad as it usually is. You know, we turned the volume up on the uh, TV because... The dogs normally would freak out once that thing starts, especially our middle guy. But uh, it wasn't too bad this year, not as bad as previous years. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I Like I said, I sat back there and enjoyed it. I think one of the kids that I coach in football, his house was, as they say, lit. They were, they were. I have to talk to uh, talk to his mom and see what's up with that. If they had all those fireworks or not, uh, but uh, you know it was cool, uh, Tom. I told you this before the show. Uh, Nikki stole his first base in baseball. Love it, absolutely. A love legitimate it. steal, Dad. I never did that before. I'm like, great, Nick. That was awesome. <laughs> And then he in the next game he takes a, a a fast pitch to the elbow where I heard the ball hit the bone. I'm like, oh no, here we go. You know, you're thinking hospital trip, you're thinking broken bone. Nah, he shook it off. He was fine. So good job, Nick. Just just tell me for steal another base. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> he took one for the team, huh? Yeah, he did. First of all, I couldn't believe they sent him to steal. I'm like, what are you guys crazy? No. Again, well, you it was probably a hit and run, and the guy missed the pitch. Come on, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into news and notes uh, on this uh, so-called summary morning. Francis, why don't you lead off there, pal? All right, we got two big transfers in the boys' basketball world uh, earlier this week. Oh, you week. mean uh, high school free agency has started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to put it. Uh, Roddy Gale uh, is moving, taking his talents from Luport to Monsignor Bonner High School in Pennsylvania. And then Jalen Bradbury, who was a starting shooting guard at Niagara Falls, will be going over to Park to take over for Noah Hutchins at uh, what is looking to be the point guard spot for the Monsignor Martin Champions. And this is his fourth school by the way if you're in four years in four years as uh, so he started out niagara wheatfield then niagara catholic okay you can't blame for lead niagara catholic because they disbanded uh went to niagara falls and now off to uh park and the other part is uh, my understanding is he went to niagara catholic from i think kindergarten to seventh so he went to wheatfield to get that varsity playing in so that he, the plan was our, was always to go back to niagara catholic and i think finish there that's some traveling. I don't yeah. know if I uh, if I care for that. Like I said, and I'm only joking. Uh, high school free well, no, agency. That, that, a lot of that, people treat it that way. Yeah, but on that move, that that's common practice. You know, how many uh, 
you know, and who, who knows more so than Tom, you know, kids that would be playing in a, a grammar school in the Orchard Park School District, then come ninth grade and they have to go to a Catholic school. So that part is, uh, you know, that happened. That's commonplace. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yes. And uh, so uh, that part, you know, the Niagara Catholic clo- uh, closing, well, you know, then he has to pick a school. He went to Niagara Falls. Uh, why he didn't go right to Park or maybe with the. Uh, uh, with Noah there, he wouldn't have got the playing time that he got at Niagara Wheatfield. And, you know, we could speculate now till the cows come home. Yeah, but, uh, well, that's, that's their business. As uh, I said, I'm not a huge fan. And, 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 and it, you know, it could be legitimate. I, I'm not uh, criticizing that at all. But what I'm saying is is there's no continuity and you're constantly moving around. I don't think that does you very much good. And from what I understand from college coaches, they don't particularly care for players who move around a lot. Well, I think the big thing, and I mentioned it before the, we came on the air, is uh, he's guaranteed, or not guaranteed, but he'll, he has the opportunity to play eight more varsity games in two years at uh, Park than he would at Niagara Falls. Right. You know, do you, you want some stability, Tony? I think you want some stability. Uh, Frank broke this earlier this week. Uh, Allegheny Limestone hired a new coach, Tom Callen, filling right now all Section 6 jobs in football are filled. Right. All right. Got to fill them. (laughs) That's great for the stability on the football side. I do not like the stability on the baseball side. What I saw happen this week to me is one of the travesties I've seen in in baseball coaching right now. To see a legend step down, have to step down the way he did. Forced out. It just is unbelievable. And we're talking about uh, Marv Madison uh, being forced out of Iroquois. Shocked me. It's a shock. I think would be an understatement. Uh, blew my mind away. I watched Iroquois play this year. Beautifully run program. Great team. Great effort by the kids. They all played very well. They won uh, a sectional championship. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You won a sectional championship. All right. I get it. Okay. I understand that stuff happens during the season. We all know that. We know that as coaches. We know that as parents. We know that as educators. We know that as administrators. All that's going to happen, but boy, to see that to make him having to step down going into his twentieth year is wrong, and I'm sorry, should not be happening. Yeah, like uh, he forgot how to conduct a team or how to conduct a program. Give me a break, as you said, this guy's a legend. He's been doing this forever. And I'm again, glad you're you going to bounce him. I'm glad you guys chimed in too, because if I chime in, people are going to question my uh, objectivity about the matter. Because uh, you know, Marv Matson's a Kensington grad. In fact, you know, Tony, you always tease me that, uh, you know, I'm as old as dirt. Mm-hmm. Well, he's four years older, so you do the arithmetic. But uh, uh, anyway, great guy. Uh, and like the one post on the Inside High School Sports alluded to, at least he's in some pretty good company because the same thing happened to Al Monaco at Will South and the same thing happened to Sister Marie Perez at Sacred Heart. So... That's a pedestal as far as I'm concerned. Well, there's I'm sorry a blueprint and that way. A blueprint has been laid down. This is how you uh, this is how disgruntled parents get rid of a coach. And, and I don't and like the way he's done. I don't parent. like the playing time. But isn't uh, I don't it like the way he wears his hat. Didn't most of the uh, uh, players yeah. and their family go to Marv's aid? Yes. But yet it's a few parents who obviously uh, it, have clout with people yes. on the uh, school board and all that that can influence them. And uh, whatever happened to the majority rules? Yeah, it's and, a very small minority. Too. Yes. And the next question is, what happens uh, when these uh, 
youngsters who are involved get turned down for a job? Are there a, uh, a parents going to go to the CEO of the company that didn't hire them and demand that the personnel manager be replaced? Yeah, but look at the other ramification. Now you talk about somebody comes in and, and now you're a coach anywhere, any sport in high school, and you have on the back of your mind, I'm seeing uh, you know, Hall of Fame-type coaches getting bounced. I have to change my way of practicing. I no longer have teeth. I can no longer discipline a kid that mouths off in practice or, or does something uh, that's detrimental to the team. I can't do anything in fear of getting bounced because I may upset a parent. You're so that's where you're at right now. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're How seeing. How do you coach? You Well, in other words is you're changing and, and, and everything you coach has got to coach on the positive end because if you go negative at all, it's gonna you're going to hear about it at one point. Don't and worry, Johnny. Time, I don't mind that you got in a fist fight with your teammate and beat him up. We're just going to ignore it because I don't want to get uh, chastised by administration or a parent group. And playing time's another issue. These coaches Man. now you're seeing, you know what I think you're going to start seeing is smaller and smaller teams. In other words, that not keeping 15, 16, 17 kids on rosters. Keep the minimum. That's what you're going to start seeing because then you don't worry about playing time. Everybody's going to be able to play or at least have a role on this team at one point. Which means in some cases a better player who might not happen to be a pitcher will be cut for the team because they got the pitch talent rule to add to the uh, fact. That, you know, it's kind of hard to go to a minimum players unless they're all have pitching capabilities because of the pitch count rule. I'm also going to look at it this way. If, if I'm a coach and, and I know and I'm very familiar with the youth program that's in my district and I know a kid's coming up but his parent is a pain in the butt, guess who's not making my team? Yeah, but See, then do you other... need to, do you need to go through that? I'd rather take the loss. Hold on. You can do that, yes, in youth sports. You can't necessarily because that's when the complaint's going to come in. That's when they're going to go to the athletic director because they're going to say, is my kid Bingo. is better than all these other kids. I can prove it. I will show it to you. And then that's where the problem now starts to lie. Wow. Bingo, bingo, bingo. Why would you want to coach at this point? That's what you're starting to hear. Well, why coach? Why be a ref? I, there isn't a game I go to that the poor umpire or ref, whoever it is, isn't getting screamed at by somebody. By the two dozen umpires behind the backstop or on the, in the bleachers or in the grandstands. Yeah, there were, there were the other two dozen coaches that are in the grandstands right. and the bleachers. And the sad part is that umpire can be 60 years old. That umpire can be 13 years old, and they're still getting yelled that it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. And this well, goes back the, to we see some of the better umpires and some of the better basketball officials. And you go to a game and listen to his parents. Well, this guy's so old. This guy, you know, can't get up and down the field and all that. Well, you know why he's out there? Because the people that are uh, young enough to replace him don't want any part of that nonsense. Well, we see all the time you hear from uh, official groups. Hey, Tony, can you announce uh, that we're looking for officials? It's it's crazy. And same with coaching. It's now it's getting more and more difficult to keep coaching, whether it's at the youth level or getting people that want to uh, coach at the high school level. Uh, when we've we've mentioned this on the program before that the sports culture, in my opinion, is out of hand in this country. Look what happened to Sal Constantino in Niagara Falls. It's Whatever has anybody heard follow up on that? Uh, 
young uh, umpire that got literally beaten up. Was it out in California yeah, or something? No, Colorado. About a week Colorado? Yeah, he actually, I, from what I understand, that the, the family got invited to a uh, Major League Baseball game by an um, another umpire that took him under his wing for that. But um, have the uh, perpetrators of that thing have been held accountable? That That's the problem. They never get held accountable. Well, it goes on and on. It's. I mean, well, that see, that's a different scenario. That now, now, now you've got police involved, and that's where the accountability is probably going to come in. Um, there are more people now that have, are going to new rules to come into play, and, and in fact, it's something I have instituted at one point in my South Towns League when it got really bad in the last couple of years. And you're going to start seeing more and more of this, and I've heard two variations of it. One is. If a parent gets thrown out of a game, right, the head coach goes with the parent automatically. So me, so what? It's 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 asking the head coach to control your sidelines. Next. So even if the parent is on the case of the coach, no, no. If they're screaming at the umpire, in oh, other okay. words, and got and got thrown out for that type of reason, right? Second, this is a new one that I'm now hearing that is is going to come into play. Parent gets thrown out. Your kid gets thrown out with you. Wow. That'll calm you down. Well, well then, at, yeah, at, but you know what? It comes after that. Then, depending on the individual, well, parents going to go get a lawyer, and then they're going to drag it on. <laughs> oh, look, I mentioned this uh, you're not uh, a do month ago. The the game, though. You can't get a lawyer in the middle of the I game. I realize that, that, but the damages that will go on, <laughs> good luck with that is all I'll say. I brought this up on the show several weeks ago about what they were exploring in Louisiana. You could get arrest, be arrested uh, for harassing an umpire or a coach. Good. They said, and, and I talked to, spoke with somebody who lived in Louisiana, spent some uh, several years down there, and said there are officials that have died, that have been killed. <laughs> I mean, again, the sports culture is out of hand in this country. I don't know if it's too much emphasis on it or too passionate about it. I, I, I don't have the answers, but I think it's insane what's going on right now, whether it's youth sports or high school sports. Uh, it's not right, and I don't see it getting better. Do any of you guys see it improving? Not, not, unless, we come up with, not unless we come up with ways to start controlling things a little bit better. And making people who do wrong things accountable. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It even has me second thinking of whether I want to coach anymore or not. But anyway, let's take a break. When we come back, Raj, I'd like to talk to you. I know you posted on our Facebook page uh, your all-inside high school sports softball team. Tom's still working on his all-WNY athletics baseball team. So we're going to have a little bit. Oh, and Barrels Cup uh, information coming up. So we'll have all that and more. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Kelly-Jury, along with Tom Prince, Francis Beck from WNY Athletics, Roger Weiss in studio, Derek Kramer producing Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Uh, let's see Barrows Cup news, Tom. This is something that uh, pet project that you've taken 
honor, and uh, you've got an update for us, I believe. So absolutely. So two, as you know, I took on two projects this year on top of what I was doing for baseball. One was to get the All-Star game back up and running, uh, and that was unbelievably successful where we've got 75 players from 50 schools in one game. Um, couldn't be more excited about it. You hear that? (laughs) The second piece is the Cole Poise Barrows Cup, which is to name the Western New York High School Baseball Player of the Year, which is very similar to what the Conley Cup would do for football. And uh, we have named our 16 finalists for the Player of the Year possibility. And they are as follows. Sean Hayes from Bishop Timon. Sean, fabulous year pitcher. Uh, looks like I think he's going to be going to Mercyhurst. Uh, but again, carried that Bishop Timon team, not only on the mound, but also did it with his bat at times. Next, Jack Putney from Clarence. I think that name speaks for himself. Yeah. Um, unbelievable year he had at the bat. He'll be attending St. Bonaventure this uh, coming year. And again, a fabulous season. Next, Joe Pagano with Depew. Early on was the top pitcher for uh, Dennis Crowley over at Depew. Also played shortstop, big bat. Absolutely was one of the top players that came out of Depew to make the list. The next one, which everybody has heard us talk about on the show, Brian Norson from Frontier. What a season this kid has had. Ties the school record in singles, gets the school record in doubles, ties it in home runs. Big two run, two home runs against Jamestown to advance in the playoffs. Another home run against Clarence to win the sectional championship. Great season by Brian Norson. Next on the list, Jack Migliori from Hamburg, who actually tied the uh, season record for home runs from Hamburg this year. He is off to Canisius. And by the way, Brian Norson is off to um, uh, St. John Fisher's, where he's going to be going to school. Uh, we have Nick Parch from Iroquois. You heard me talk about him. Uh, he is actually had some huge pitching wins on the mound against Depew, in fact. He actually comes from multiple different angles as a pitcher. He'll come from over the top and then also come down to a submarine style. Well, he was just I at, still can't uh, understand. I can't get that. <laughs> that one blows my mind away. But listen to this. So he was just at Ohio University. Um, doing uh, a uh, a workout for the school, they actually clocked him at 86 miles an hour up over the top, and then when he dropped down submarine, he was still hitting 82 miles an hour, wow. which is which is damn good. And the thing about that, Anthony, you know, a guy comes overhand, you know, okay, you got to, you know, you got him zeroed in when he comes in overhand. Now you're digging in, and you say, okay, bring it on. And then, especially if it's a right-hand pitcher against a right-handed batter, and all of a sudden he comes sidearm or something like that, and you're lucky you can keep your front foot in the batter's box because you, as we say in the trade, step in the bucket and all that, and they have you so off balance that even if you make contact, you're not going to hit the ball with authority. Yep. So next on the list, you heard it. I said it his name multiple times. Bryce Jackson with Jamestown. Sure. Unbelievable pitching that he had this year. You heard about what he did against Frontier in a one nothing game. You heard what he did against Lockport to help advance Jamestown. Unbelievable pitcher. He'll be off to Canisius also. Um, but again, another pitcher you're hearing on the list. Next, your Buffalo News Player of the Year this year. 
a fantastic season out of the NFL. Dom Schmidt for Ken West, um, who was absolutely had a fantastic season, both with his bat in the field and on the mound. The next one, again, another name that we've talked about multiple times. I told you to watch out for this kid, and he came on strong as the year went on, especially when he got uh, his bearings from being injured in the uh, in the previous year. Nate Lockwood out of Lakeshore. Then, again, another pitcher we're going to talk about. This one was from Medina. Ten-win season for Medina for this pitcher alone. Trevor Luthart. Unbelievable what he did on the mound this year. I'll still never forget the game between him and Charlie Brunning at Roy Hart. one nothing that went down nine innings. Um, big, tall lefty. I'm telling you, what this kid's going to do in the future is going to be unbelievable. I can't wait to see what he brings to the table. And the next one is your player from Roy Hart, Charlie Brunning, who is not only a top pitcher, a first baseman, a hitter, a pitcher, can do everything that you need to out on the field. Then we bring two players from St. Joe's. The first one, the catcher, Sam Murphy, who had an unbelievable uh, season. He was named the MVP in the Monsignor Martin for offense. And you can absolutely see why he had a huge home run, uh, home runs for St. Joe's that actually had helped get them to again another championship run. Uh, unfortunately, falling a little bit short, but getting themselves to the championship. The other one from St. Joe's, Will Carlone, the commit to VCU that everybody knows. Will left-handed bat, one of the top bats in the area. You can absolutely understand why he's on that list. The next one. From St. Mary's, your Monsignor Martin champions, the catcher Chris Nino, again came out of the bats, uh, came out of the gates huge this year. Was huge with his bat, especially with the long ball. Was one of the early uh, players, four home runs this year, and absolutely was a big impact player for St. Mary's. The next one from West Seneca West. Chase Chadowski, unbelievable season. Hits just shy of 500 for the uh, ECIC 1 division. Unbelievable what he accomplished this year. Played short, also a pitcher. Had a fantastic year. And then the last one from Will North, representing them, Andrew Fairbrother. Again, early on, this was a player I thought that stood out the most at Will North. They have such an array of top players there. But Andrew Fairbrother, just a little bit uh, more there as the leader on that team. And uh, there's your list of 16 right there. That's outstanding list right there, Tom. Uh, you mentioned Buffalo News. We forgot to congratulate our buddy, Harry Skull Jr. Got married, right? Yeah, that yes. was last week. I think that's kind of... Uh... Yes, I was at the ceremony. It was very nice. Congratulations, Harry. Uh, we're, we're happy for you. All right, uh, Roger, you've put together your list. I mean, you follow softball like no one else I know, and uh, this is fresh off of having the state champions in studio last week. And, uh, by the way, thank you to Winslow East Softball for coming in last week. We had a blast with them in studio. Roger, what do you have? Who makes your list this year? Okay, a couple things before I go there involving Will East. Good segue, Anthony, going in. Uh, Monday... The 15th, a week from Monday, the Williamsville East girls will be honored at the Bison game at 
What's the latest name, Francis? Salins. Salins Field. Field. Okay, mm-hmm. Pilot Field, <laughs> Coca-Cola Field. Anyway, at the corner of Swan and Washington Street. Just say Salins. Get it, get it right. Do it. Give justice Salins to Joe Field. Salins. Oh yeah, you and hot dogs. Give me a break. Anyway. Uh, well, he's a great guy. I mean, come on, be I, respectful. I, I know, I know, I know. Uh, and the other thing, uh, how about a tip of a hat to Summer Clark? Uh, if you've been following uh, what's been going on in the Buffalo News, they've had uh, top 16 boys and girls, and the uh, public is welcome to vote and all that. The final got down to uh, uh, Summer Clark and Hannah uh, Mulhern, from St. Mary's of Lancaster. If you remember that story, she's the one that had the brain tumor that had to be operated Mm -hmm. on and came back in a manner that is still mind-boggling to this day. When it got down to the final two between Summer and uh, Hannah, Summer respectfully declined and asked that she be eliminated because after reading what Hannah went through, that... uh, Summer says she would have voted for Hannah. Wow. And something like that. And this is from a, this is not from a mature senior or something like that. This a is sophomore. From a sophomore. She's only a sophomore. A great kid. And hats Just off to Summer. Kid. Both girls. I know I would have had a problem because I'm close to both of these girls. So, Summer, you are the best. And uh, having said that, again, segue into what was my. Uh, all Western New York softball, and I have to give the criteria first how I select sure. softball. One, they have to play softball. That would be a, a good oh, criteria. Oh, I forgot about that one. Well, oh, you might okay. want to add that one anyway, next year. Uh, <laughs> amongst other things, uh, as an example, uh, Summer Clark is committed to the University of Missouri, at least verbally. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with my all Western New York team. So where, despite where they're going, whether they're getting a scholarship or not, has no impact. No. My criteria goes from what they do for their high school softball team this between past season. April right. Fool's Day and Flag Day. Does that matter how they if they hit a thousand bad a thousand in travel ball? Max next. Doesn't or what come they did play. last year, or what they could do the fo- next year. Yeah. It's what they did this past season. If you're a senior, or you're in seventh grade, or you're in kindergarten, it doesn't matter. Right. Seniors do not say, well, it's the senior's turn. In fact, my viewpoint on that is if a senior and an underclassman are tied and I need a tiebreaker, my personal preference would be for the underclassman because there is more expected out of the senior than the underclassmen. Okay, That's Fair just enough. me. I don't know if it's right, but that's how I do it. Uh, I got one more that I left out. It'll come to me while I'm rattling off through this. But have Oh, obviously, team success comes into play. I will, on my top 20, if you will notice, I will have at least one representative from uh, section champions, and if possible, in most cases, Runners up as well. <laughs> if you go just basically on team success, just give all of it to Williams at least. Nice. <laughs> well, and, and, you know what? It'd well, be deserving. The, the nine-batter hit five four hundred. Yeah, so what? Yeah. <laughs> Glad you mentioned that because there's probably a couple more girls on that uh, Willie's team that I left off that probably could have been added to the top twenty based on this year's performance. It's like I was watching, uh, you know, the NFL films. They do those top tens, and it was like top ten Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm thinking to myself. 
how the heck do you put together a top 10? You just give it to the, the 70 Super Bowl teams, yeah. and that would fill it out. Yeah, Incidentally, just, I totally disagreed with what they came out with. It was crazy, but... Well, uh, yeah, but that Iron Curtain defense, how do you leave any one of them guys out? They were all impact players from Blunt to the Greenwood, uh, obviously Mean Joe, and uh, what, Jack? Uh, oh, get this. They left Stallworth off of it. <laughs> well, yeah. They had to pick between Swan and Stallworth. They... Anyway, go ahead. Go back to your before oh, I go point. off on I agree that with list. You all <laughs> yeah. Anyway, first team, from my opinion, Rachel Steffen, infielder, third baseman uh, for uh, Will East. Christy Mack, shortstop, Will East. Player, my player of the year was uh, Summer Clark, for obvious reasons. Not only what she did uh, in the circle, but uh, she's one of the 400 hitters. She hits fifth in the lineup. Ella Wesolowski, she's a catcher, eighth grader. <laughs> she bats fourth on that team. Wow. I mean, just the, the four girls I mentioned are third, fourth, fifth, and sixth in the batting lineup. If Christy Mack is batting sixth, believe me when I tell you, that is an outrageous hitting team. <laughs> now, And I have talked in the past, I talked about the 2015 uh, Orchard Park Lady Quakers, 2012 Clarence. Lady, what are they, Red Devils? Mm-hmm. Uh, state champions. I said, I thought I wouldn't see hitting teams better than them. I might rate the Willies team slightly under them with hitting, but when you combine hitting, pitching, and defense, this is the best team I've seen in my, what, going on 13 years following uh, That's girls saying a lot. A couple girls from the state uh, semifinalists, uh, Eden Raiders, Marissa Calloway, and Caitlin Schmitz. Uh, Caitlin, this year with the bat, she had a little arm trouble at the end, so it was only their third pitcher. But, uh, like I say, they could put three in a circle normally. And, of course, Marissa Calloway, she can hurt you with the bat as well as in the circle. Two girls from the Monsignor Martin Championship uh, Catholic team, Maggie Kellner, their catcher, Tori Jenkins, their pitcher slash first baseman. Uh, And then uh, rounding out, I have uh, two girls from – Orchard Park, Megan Geis, pitcher, infielder, and Sydney Balecki, the shortstop. Second uh, team after the break? After the break, yes. All right, let's take a break on that cue. Good timing there, Roger. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. Welcome back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. Tom, before we uh, continue with Roger on uh, his selections for his all-softball team, a uh, good friend of ours, somebody who's always in our thoughts, uh, up there Dick Gallagher. Yeah, l- listen, everybody knows how close I am with Dick. I absolutely love that man. Um, he's got some procedures coming up this week, and I just want to say is, Dick, just know our thoughts, prayers, everything are with you. I cannot Thank you enough for everything that you do. You are just an amazing man, and just know that we're all by your side. Yeah, absolutely. You're, uh, in our prayers, Dick, as always. All right, Roger, continue with the second team. Okay, I, I left one girl off the first team I want to mention now because uh, I actually had 11. I had a player of the year and 10 additional players. You say, why 10? Well, in most of these games, uh, now in the starting lineup are nine girls but uh, you have uh, 10 but girls bat because 10. of a flex. Right. Well, no, you bat nine. One girl, the designated player bats. The flex player only plays the field. Oh, okay. 
So having said that, the girl I admitted uh, before the break, Jessica De Pasquale, pitcher from Narden, is, uh, completes the first team. Second team, and bearing in mind now, you'll have some of these names will be questionable only because of the players that are being left off. Again, they probably represent a team that either won the section or possibly a section runner-up, and to me, that deserves some merit on the second 10. Right. Having said that, it would be Ellie Swanson from Maple Grove. They actually won the C championship by beating both Maple Grove and Chautauqua Lake. That's quite an accomplishment. So Elsie Swanson represents Maple Grove. Chautauqua Lake, Olivia Anderson, you know, repeat from last year. She led Chautauqua Lake a year, a year ago, uh, although they didn't make it to the uh, – they didn't even win a section this year. There's no questioning how her play was this year. She's a member of the second team. Likewise, from Portville, Carly Welty, one of the top female athletes in Western New York, and uh, numbers on uh, uh, softball this year off the charts. Beth Eberhardt, this is the one where I'm going to be probably called to task. I'm going to be accused of uh, being a homer, but she played for Hamburg High School. They played uh, Will East twice this year. Only lost six to nothing and one to nothing. The one to nothing was a nine inning game. It took Will East nine innings to score one run off Beth Eberhardt. Wow. Maybe I'm basing it only on two games, but she pitched well during the year, and that in and of itself, uh, I just. Well, that's a pretty good barometer. Couldn't I mean, find a reason not yeah. to put her on the top 20. Again, there are probably players that had better whole years around here, but that to me is an accomplishment. Sure. You know, you're absolutely right, and there are some times that happens, but we look at the parameter. Uh, the barometer is how do we do against the best competition? Where do you actually make your name and you stand out? Are you doing it against a smaller school at a small level or are you doing it on the biggest stage there is out there and when you do it on the biggest stage out there sometimes that's what's going to get you the recognition right more than anything. and will east was the biggest stage out there this year no question a few of the others from sacred heart martha balthasar pitcher uh from olean uh, runner-up in class b justin brook from Iroquois, runner-up in uh, Class A, Kennedy Haberl. Uh, a third player from the state semifinalist, Eden Lady Raiders, Maggie Woodard. Uh, runner-up in Class AA, Will North, Abby Vinson. And from Panama, Class D uh, section champions, Ashley Harmon. Wow. it's a great list, Raj. I hope so. And like I say, there is a few... Uh, uh, a few honorable mentions. If I named one, I should probably name a half a dozen, but I won't. But, uh, again. And you can go to our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports Facebook page. Uh, the uh, The list is up there if you want to leave a comment. I welcome criticisms, free. by the way. I okay. welcome criticisms. Tom, is something interesting, you, you know, before the uh, show, you were uh, showing me pictures of, because you run the South Towns and uh, – were they from a recent tournament? So, no, we had our South Towns playoffs get Okay, that was the so, South Town playoffs. Yep. 
And and the reason I'm bringing this up is one team stood out, or one organization stood out. And where are they from? Olean? Yep. Twin Tears Pride is the name of the organization, and they are out of the Olean area. And they actually won our 9UB division, 10U division, 11U division, and 12U division all walked away as champions. If you're coaching varsity baseball at Olean, you have to be salivating right now with uh, with the type of kids that are coming up i mean don't yeah, yes wouldn't that boat as far as forecasting what they're going to be tough to say because the twin tiers is an organization that's probably feeding off only allegheny limestone oh. you know a couple of the schools okay. down there but it does bode well for the only area in general down there because uh it is a very strong organization there's other programs down there too that uh that you're seeing the Southern Tier uh, regulators, you're hearing the Allegheny teams down there. There's a couple of quality organizations to show that baseball's real big in the Southern Tier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was absolutely amazed when you showed that to me, and it clicked in my head because I'm always thinking feeder programs, feeder programs. Who's got? Uh, who's able to benefit off of their youth programs? And you look at the teams that are traditionally good year in year out, like at Orchard Park, and you know that they're coming up from there. So I, I was just trying to gauge, you know, where we're looking. If we're trying to forecast teams that uh, look out in the future based on their feeder programs. That's where I was going with that. Yeah, and, there, and and there's a lot of younger programs right now that are really starting to get stronger and stronger, and it's because of these travel leagues that are out there. I mean, you not only have the South Towns Travel League, you have the Clarence Travel League, you have the Boys of Summer Travel League, you have the Premier Travel League right now. There are multiple travel leagues that are out there that are giving teams an opportunity to get out and showcase their talents and get better and better and better. Yeah, and, and that they're doing... Do many high school coaches go out and scout these games? No. Or do they, they just leave the summer alone? That's okay. We, we've depends done on the our coach. thing. It depends on the coach. We talked about, look at a great uh, person we talked about here earlier, Marv, right? Mm-hmm. Marv, we used to put a team every year into the PAL League so he can actually monitor and see what was going on and what was coming up in the future, right? Some coaches like to coach their own kid in the in, in the offseason, so they're just very specific about the programs. Some run very big programs. John Sherman out of Medina is running one of the top travel programs in the area right now with the Niagara Nationals. It depends on the scenario. Paul Nasca, another one who does it, right? Justin Sanacito is another one that's out there that does it, right? I could get Marty Szymanski for St. Franny's is another one that's heavily involved. It depends on the scenario. Tim Smith and Gwanda, another one, who runs right now the Griffs Baseball, which is one of the top 14 new programs in the area. You could go up and down the list. It happens that are out there, but it just depends on the scenario. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, looking outside, guys, it looks like the rain is uh, taking a break. It's not pouring too bad. So whether it hits or misses later on in the afternoon, if you have a game scheduled, you know I don't know if you've been called yet, uh, but uh, you know I'm the type of guy that's always keeping his fingers crossed. Well, maybe there's a chance we can get it in. Listen, I'll tell you one thing right now. Grounds crews, parents that are out there on the fields, whoever it is, do not get enough credit for making games happen during days like this. If you get a chance to play, make sure you thank somebody that was out there on the field. Oh, by the way, I did offer my uh, my services to uh, uh, Wally Dean at, at Cayuga Baseball. I said, Wally, does the city cut this? He goes, no, we do. I go, and they get to ride the tractor and cut? And he goes, yeah. I go, ooh, I want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I've offered. I want to drive the tractor. <laughs> 
I would. I really would. I wouldn't mind doing that. I love cutting the grass, especially if you're sitting down and cruising on a tractor. Oh, yeah, count me in. Hey, Derek Kramer, thank you for do, per, for producing. Uh, thank you, guys. Roger, thanks for your list. Once again, you can check his list out on our Inside High School Sports. Feel uh, free to criticize, please. And next week, Tom, you're you you're on deck, buddy. So start taking your cuts, get your warm up ready. Because next week, I know you're going to have an awful lot to talk about. So we'll have that next week, Francis. Thank you, and we'll catch you guys next week with more Inside High School Sports. WGR Sports Radio 550. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.